Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. This is Vitality Radio, where we talk about health and fitness all the time. We talk about natural alternatives to drugs and surgeries. And Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. You can call us anytime at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Now, today, I have decided... Uh, it's going to be sort of a stream of consciousness type of a radio show. I ended up being a little busy last night, busier than expected, and uh, a little busier this morning than I expected. And I was putting together things for my show, which I normally do on Friday night, and uh, I'm normally pretty much ready to go on Saturday morning. But uh, boy, I had a couple of long nights this this, uh, week, and fatigue took over. And so last night I went to bed early-ish and uh, I <laughs> got up this morning and uh, yeah, it's they, there just wasn't a flow to what's going to happen today. So if you're a regular listener to Vitality Radio, you'll recognize uh, that uh, I've got all kinds of stuff rolling around in my head. It's not too hard for me to just sort of let it go. But uh, if it's your first time, you're going to hear some unfiltered uh, Jared today on Vitality Radio as I tell you how I really feel about a few things. And a few years ago, I decided to tell you how I really feel all the time anyway and just not hold back. And, you know, some, I'm sure I upset some people when they listen to me and other people maybe think that I'm, you know, it's, they're saying preach it, brother, or whatever it is. But regardless, you're going to get the real me today. There's no doubt about that. Now, I want to encourage encourage you to become a little more of a, uh, a voice in the show and Vitality Radio. And there's a few ways you can do that. You can go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Vitality Radio is how you find us there. You can also find Vitality Nutrition on Facebook. And on Facebook, I will post articles uh, about the things that I'm talking about uh, on the show. I'll post things uh, during the week sometimes that are just things that I think you need to know about. One of the big reasons that I do Vitality Radio, in fact, I would say the overwhelming uh, majority of what I do on Vitality Radio is to try to educate anyone who's willing to listen on things that the mass media is not going to tell you. And uh, so we're going to give you the alternative viewpoint in many cases, or just expose things that aren't really being exposed in the way that they ought to be when it comes to the mass media and the news and everything else. And there's uh, the, the, the today is no exception. I'm going to talk about a few things that are very interesting, one of which is cancer. Now, cancer is a uh, big, scary thing, right? And most of us, I think, uh, well... I, it's got to be all of us now know somebody who is has been close to us that has been either diagnosed with cancer or who has uh, survived cancer or who has died from cancer. And in many cases, we probably know all three. And you may even be one of those people. Regardless, when you hear the word cancer, it tends to strike fear. 
into the heart of a human being because it feels insurmountable. There's something that is uh, that I'm also going to talk about today called autoimmune disease. Now, autoimmune disease is something a lot of people don't even know what that means. You know, they've heard of it. It's it's prevalent enough now that you may have heard what autoimmunity is, but most of the people that I talk to that have been diagnosed with autoimmune disease didn't know anything about it before they were diagnosed. And I'm going to talk about autoimmune disease, and I'm going to talk about what I believe is the truth about autoimmune disease today, and that includes things like lupus and MS and rheumatoid arthritis and Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis and myasthenia gravis and fibromyalgia, and there's a variety of other things that we'll talk about that fit into that kind of general diagnosis. And you should think about autoimmune disease somewhat like you think about cancer in one way, and that is that, you know, cancer is the big overwhelming diagnosis, but there's all these different forms of cancer, right? Some are more aggressive, some are less aggressive, some are hard to cure, some are easier to cure, and so on and so forth. Same thing with autoimmune disease. To a large degree, they're all the same. They just strike you in different parts of the body, and some are much more aggressive than others and more debilitating than others. But I'm going to talk about these things in two very separate ways today, but there's going to be a definite tie. And then I'm also going to talk about a few things that you can do because the other thing that I love to do on this show is to give you some alternatives and give you a uh, differing viewpoint on what you can do to help improve your own health, improve the uh, or reduce the risks of uh, getting these things yourself and ways to help yourself if you've actually been diagnosed with some of these uh, unhappy uh, illnesses. So that's what is going to happen today on Vitality Radio. I've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. I've got a few notes, but a lot of this will just come right off the top of my head today, and hopefully it flows okay. Now, as with every week on Vitality Radio, if what I say uh, resonates with you, but you have questions and you need to learn more, you just call us at Vitality Nutrition. You can even set up a free consult with me if you'd like, and I'd be happy to talk to you one-on-one. You can call us at 801-292-6662. But let's uh, go ahead and jump into this autoimmune thing first, and then we'll hit. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about cancer and a uh, alarming study that uh, came out that says I'll, I'll give you kind of the headline of it right now, but I'll talk about it in detail in the second part of the show. Cancer will claim the lives of 9.6 million people in 2018, accounting for one in eight of all deaths among men and one in 11 among women. The World Health Organization's Cancer Research Agency said on Wednesday. Now, I don't know if those numbers sound staggering to you or not, 9.6 million people this year alone, but what's the most scary part is what that number was just six years ago, and that's what I'll talk about in the second part of the show. But without further ado, I'm going, oh, and I might even give you a couple of rants today. Uh, Some people like to hear that. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to rant about autoimmune disease. It's time for the morning rant.
In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. All right, it is time to rant and rave a little bit about autoimmune disease. Okay, so I have had a lot of people in the very um, recent past, as uh, as recently as this morning, but uh, also earlier this week, last week, the last couple of months, that have been coming to me and asking me for nutrition advice when it comes to their immune system and autoimmune uh, disorders that they're dealing with. And autoimmunity is an interesting thing. Let me tell you how I see it. And I, I, I warned you that today would be a little more unfiltered than normal. And uh, I hope that's okay. But this is, this is how I see it. And this is oftentimes what I tell people when they come to see me. Let's just say, for instance, <clears throat> that uh, you are someone who is suddenly experiencing pain. Maybe it's pain in your joints. Uh, maybe it's pain in your chest. Maybe it is debilitating fatigue. Uh, maybe there is uh, swelling that's happening in your fingers one day and in your knee another day and then in your ankle yet on another day and you're trying to figure out what the heck's going on because osteoarthritis, which is the type of arthritis that is generally associated more with old age and wear and tear on the joints, which is uh, no fun in, in its own right. But if you've got osteoarthritis in a joint, you've got osteoarthritis arthritis in a joint or in multiple joints and it's kind of always there and and that's that's one thing but if you've got rheumatoid arthritis or a variety of other autoimmune diseases that cause pain and inflammation it can float you'll have it in one spot of the spot of the body and then you'll have it in another and in most cases if you go into a doctor and you say this is what i'm experiencing that doctor will run some tests and oftentimes send you to a specialist and that specialist might be a rheumatologist in this in this case and you'll go to the rheumatologist and they'll run some more tests and after a significant amount of looking around in many cases sometimes years uh, you'll finally come up with a diagnosis of and, and again let's say rheumatoid arthritis just because i I'd take all day talking about all the different options when it comes to autoimmune disease that we could discuss. So now you have a diagnosis and the treatment plan with modern medicine for that diagnosis is frankly quite simple. You are kind of stuck. You've got this disease. It's inflammatory in nature. Your immune system's going haywire and essentially attacking your joints. And now you are experiencing probably chronic pain in the early stages. Sometimes it's more fleeting. It'll be very painful one day and not so much on another. Sometimes you'll have attacks where things are really bad for an extended period of time and then things are pretty good for a while. And what will generally happen is you'll be told that the pain and the discomfort can be managed with medicine. And then you'll read about the medicines, at least you should, that are being uh, prescribed. And you'll say, holy cow, these sound like they might be worse than the ailment that I'm dealing with. And you may decide that you want to... Uh, figure out another path, or you may go on those pharmaceuticals and uh, you may even at some case, in, in some cases, go into remission for an extended period of time where you feel pretty darn good. But you still have the disease and your 
kind of reliant on medicine to get you into remission and potentially keep you there for an extended period of time. And there are issues with these medicines because what they're essentially doing is shutting down to some extent your body's immune response so that the immune system, which is going quote unquote haywire, can calm down enough that it's not hurting you anymore. Well, why would your immune system hurt you? That seems like a pretty severe malfunction. Well, the reason that this happens in autoimmune disease in many cases is because you are experiencing kind of a phantom problem inside of your body. And how I describe it uh, is if in, in so many cases, and this is my opinion, absolutely, and it's not a medical diagnosis by any stretch as I'm not a medical doctor, but in so many cases, you, you may be dealing with something called leaky gut. Now, leaky gut is an interesting thing because leaky gut is not well known uh, in, and, and, and much talked about in medical circles. It tends to be more of an alternative uh, thing. But if there is such a thing as leaky gut, what does it look like? Well, leaky gut looks kind of like this. You have what are called tight junctions inside of your intestinal tract. And those tight junctions are where nutrition will seep through into the bloodstream, essentially. So you eat something. And let's just say, for instance, it's a, you drink a glass of milk or you eat a piece of chicken. Well, in that milk and chicken are a variety of amino acids. And amino acids at the blood level and at the cellular level look like nutrition to the body. The body says, oh, okay, that's L-arginine or L-carnitine. And I know what to do with that. I take it and I plug it in here and it will do – and it will form its – or create the function that it's supposed to create inside the body. That's fine. But what if your digestive system's not working very well because you've been exposed to a significant amount of chemical toxicity, particularly uh, Roundup, which I talk about a lot on the radio, but this uh, glyphosate that's out there that's creating issues for people, or you've been on a lot of antibiotics through your life, or you've had significant stress uh, in your life, or maybe all three. Maybe you've also had uh, other illnesses that have weakened the system. Regardless, if there's infl inflammation inside of the gut, then that those tight junctions become more loose. And little tiny microscopic particles of amino acids are not the only things escaping, but maybe your digestive system is compromised enough that whole proteins are escaping into the bloodstream. And when those escape into the bloodstream, bad things happen because the body then says, whoa, 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 wait a minute, what's this? Because a whole protein might look more like an invader and not like nutrition to the body, and then the immune system will want to attack that invader. And if that happens on occasion, it's not great, not the end of the world. If that's happen happening chronically on a regular basis, then what we have is the immune system essentially in constant fight mode and thus autoimmune. Now, I believe that's then where genetics take over and somebody might get rheumatoid arthritis and somebody else may get Crohn's disease and somebody else may have lupus or whatever else. But regardless, if your body is functioning correctly, then when something escapes into the bloodstream that should not be there, the immune system should attack that thing. That's okay. We want that. We want it to kill viruses and bacterias and fungal infections and things like that. That's a properly behaved immune system. If the immune system consistently has to do that, though, and is fighting things that aren't actually viruses or pathogenic things that 
are in the body, then we end up with a problem. So if you have a problem like that, do we want to shut down the immune system? Does, does that seem logical to you? Or maybe we should look at where, you know, the why the immune system is overactive and why it's attacking our bodies and start there. Well, to me, that seems much more logical. So I have heard routinely, and this is the rant part of what I'm going to say, that patients have had their doctor tell them, you know, it's fine. You just keep living your life. In fact, a little girl diagnosed with Crohn's disease was told, you can still eat cake and ice cream and do the things that your friends do. We'll take care of you with drugs. It'll be fine. Well, what do cake and ice cream do? They create more inflammation. What does what caused the problem in the first place? Well, probably not just cake and ice cream, right? Our bodies are pretty resilient, but there's a variety of things. I mentioned stress. In fact, so many people, so many people that are diagnosed with autoimmune disease had a very, very stressful moment or moments, series of events in their lives that all of a sudden, boom, autoimmune disease was on the other side. So we know stress is a big thing. That emotions play a big role in this stuff. And then there's also the physical damage that may have happened through antibiotics or pesticides or herbicides or poor diet or a combination of all those things. But regardless, if we just keep doing what we've been doing that made us sick, it stands to reason that we'll continue to get sicker. And that, for me, is 100% horrible advice. If a doctor says, yeah, you've got autoimmune disease, just keep doing what you're doing. It's fine. We'll take care of the immune system. We'll calm that thing down. We'll just beat it with a mallet until it backs off. And we'll do that with drugs that have pretty heavy and horrible side effects in many cases. But that's okay because you don't have to change anything. And, by the way, this is a life sentence. You're going to be sick for the rest of your life. Now, hopefully, we can get you into remission. But we might not be able to. And if you do get there, you may not stay there for very long. And, you know, the quality of your life is going to be compromised because you're sick. Well, I think that that is a whole bunch of garbage. I believe that a body is meant to heal itself. I believe that... If we cut ourselves, if we break our arm, if we tear a ligament, that the body will do its very best with the materials provided to it to heal itself and strengthen itself. Now, am I saying that all autoimmune disease is curable because you stopped eating cake and ice cream? No, I'm not. And I want to make sure that I'm very clear on that. Once you get to autoimmunity, it's not an easy road back to health, but it happens. There are people who get there, and there are people who get to the point where they feel pretty darn good on a regular basis who don't have to rely on pharmaceutical medicine to get them there. So, again, the rant part of this is the life sentence and what that can do to your emotionality. Because remember, when we're dealing with autoimmune disease, in many cases, there's already a heavy amount of emotion involved. A lot of people are diagnosed after a death, after a uh, delivery of a baby, after uh, divorce, after a 
being fired from their job after a variety of different things that can happen that can mess with your head, mess with your heart emotionally and, and make things difficult or just significant stress on the body. And so we already have that level of emotionality there. And now we get this disease and we go into our doctor and after we finally diagnose, they say, well, I don't have good news for you. You've got lupus, you've got RA, you've got MS, and it ain't going to get any better ever, but we can at least put you on these horrible drugs to make you feel better. Well, I was talking to somebody and she told me that she wasn't willing to accept that. She said that 20 years ago when this diagnosis was given to her that she wasn't going to live like that, that she wasn't going to surrender to a diagnosis, that that was a bunch of garbage. And she has since lived her life in such a way that she has not surrendered. She's achieved tons of success and done wonderful things and had children and raised children and had successful uh, career experience and done amazing things, even though she is, quote, unquote, sick. Well, there's two ways to look at illness, right? There's the one way is, woe is me. And the other way is, I can do this. And I don't, I'm not going to let illness define me. And unfortunately, one of the big things in modern medicine that really just wears on me and makes me frustrated and makes me have to have a radio show on Saturday mornings to, just to get it off my chest is this diagnostic, the thing that comes with diagnosis. You have cancer. You have type 2 diabetes. You have heart disease. You have autoimmune disease. And you are sick. And all we can do is make you feel better while you're still sick and you're stuck with this and it is what it is because the emotions of illness are powerful things and if we give in to those emotions we don't survive well we don't thrive so to end the rant the opening rant of vitality radio i want to tell you that there is always hope there is always an answer or answers to the things that we get to deal with in life. Our human bodies are amazing in the combination of how frail they can be and how incredibly resilient at the same time. And we must focus on the resilience. We must focus on the fact that we can and should feel better than maybe we currently do. And sometimes it's kind of simple. We have people with chronic pain who find that just some CBD oil or, in some cases, marijuana make them feel a lot better. I know of someone who was using four opioid tablets every single day and was still in chronic pain. And when I met her, was miserable. And now she uses three capsules of CBD and she doesn't experience that pain anymore. That's a pretty simple switch, right? She wasn't dealing with autoimmune issues. She was dealing with debilitating arthritis. Neither are fun, 
both are kind of life sentences, but I'd rather be sentenced to life with some uh, debilitating illness that I can feel okay on herbs than a debilitating illness that I have to numb myself with opiates, become addicted and potentially suicidal because of the alternative. And that is maybe part two of the rant, which I will spend very little time on because the last three weeks I've talked a lot about Prop 2. But I know people personally who experience immense relief from medical marijuana. These are not people who would be considered, you know, do-nothing potheads that everybody's so concerned about. Oh, we're going to breed all these potheads if we make medical marijuana legal. That's not what this is about. People, If people want to smoke marijuana to get high, they're going to get marijuana. It's not hard to get. They can get you some tomorrow. It's not that – it's easy. Every one of my kids in high school was approached with marijuana. They, if you want it, you can get it. You can drive to neighboring states and get it. There's, it's, this, this isn't a hard thing. But why should we make something that's potentially life-saving and certainly quality of life-saving – illegal or keep it illegal because of this ridiculous fear that somehow or another all of a sudden all of our kids are going to turn into potheads. It's short-sighted thinking, I tell you. I uh, am a firm believer in voting yes on Proposition 2. All right. I'm going to go to a quick break. I'm going to gather my thoughts. We're going to talk about cancer on the other side. But we're also going to talk about what to do if you want to A, prevent, because we must prevent. We always should be in prevention mode when it comes to disease, specifically autoimmune disease, but also what can you do if that diagnosis has happened to you? What can you do to take care of your body in such a way that your body is able to fight the fight? We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to me. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is, that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. All righty, welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning. My name is Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you again. It is a beautiful, absolutely just 
perfect day out there. My word. I absolutely love days like this. This autumn weather is perfect. Do not miss your chance to enjoy it. Don't lock yourself indoors this weekend. Make sure you're out there enjoying life and uh, enjoying your friends, your family members, and enjoying nature because it is absolutely spectacular out there. Okay, so Vitality Radio, of course, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. You can call us anytime, 801-292-6662. If you're not anywhere near Bountiful, that's okay. We'll help you wherever you're at. We have the internet now, right? We got the telephones, we got the U.S. mail, we got UPS and so on. We can help you out uh, no matter where you are. So please reach out to us if you have questions about anything you hear on the show. And if you like what you hear, Go tell somebody. We need to build this audience of people who are interested in learning more about how to protect their health and the health of their families and achieve optimum vitality. Again, Vitality Radio brought to you by Vitality Nutrition. Call us at 801-292-6662. All right. So I started off the show by talking about a new study that was done by the World Health Organization's Cancer Research Agency, and they said that 9.6 million people in 2018 will die from cancer. That's one in eight of all deaths among men and one in 11 among women. And uh, in a report detailing prevalence and death rates from many different types of cancer, the WHO's International Agency, and that's not the WHO, you know, like Dr. Anyway, uh, that's the World Health Organization for research on cancer, said the global cancer burden would rise to an estimated 18.1 million new cases this year. Here's the kicker on this deal. 18.1 million new cases of cancer sounds awful. But in 2012, that was 14.1 million. Now, think about that. That is a massive increase. That's 4 million more people. And 8.2 million deaths in 2012, and now we're at 9.6 million, 1.4 million more people in 2018 than 2012. And it leads me to my second rant. It's time for another morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. All right. You know, sometimes I do two rants because I'm just so darn irritated. And, you know, I got to get it off my chest because that's good. It's good for you. Ask any therapist. Sometimes it's good to get things off your chest, you know, air it out there, let people know how you feel, not bottle it all up inside. And I get to do that every Saturday morning. Thank you for that. My own personal therapy session where I get to talk and nobody gets to say anything back to me. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's what I do sometimes. And we're talking about cancer right now. And cancer's scary, right? Cancer is scary. Uh, nobody will argue with you on that. And so what is really scary, though, is the rate at which cancer rates are growing because I keep seeing this stuff. We're in uh, September, right? I believe it is October 
that is the uh, Susan G. Komen for a Cure month, and they pink wash everything, right? Uh, we got NFL players wearing pink socks. We got uh, Yo Play uh, with uh, pink caps, and we've got uh, pink ribbons all over the place. And, man, breast cancer awareness is at an all-time high. Nobody could possibly deny breast cancer anymore. So why all this awareness talk? Well, because if you get diagnosed early, then you have a better chance at a cure, right? Okay, I can, I can agree with that. That's, you know, relatively logical thinking. You get diagnosed early, you can be cured more easily. I love that. That's great. Except that the diagnosis they want you to uh, get has to come at the expense of radiation applied directly to the tissue that is cancerous or potentially cancerous. And we now know, like we now know medically speaking, that every mammogram creates a higher risk of cancer. And in America, we want to have those every year from the age of 40 until the age of 70. And that means that in 30 years' time, your cancer risk, it's estimated, increases by about 30%. Well, we have this foundation that's, you know, racing for the cure and whatnot. And here we have from 2012 to 2018, 1.4 million people or more people are going to die from cancer. And 4 million more people are going to be diagnosed with cancer. So racing for the cure doesn't seem to be preventing anything. And awareness doesn't seem to be preventing anything. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is actually pretty simple, even more logical, I think, than what they're saying. Well, if we, if we diagnose early, we can cure early, right? That seems logical. But what might be more logical is not to be diagnosed at all because we didn't ever get cancer. And how much of the funds that are raised by the Susan G. Komen Foundation, the American Cancer Society, are actually distributed towards prevention of cancer. And depending on who you believe, I've seen anywhere from 1% to like 10%. In fact, the American Cancer Society spends 38% of their money raising more money. That seems extreme. But hey, whatever. They're spending their money out there and they're doing, you know, research for a cure and so on and so forth. And yet we're not just having less or more people die from cancer, meaning that the cures apparently aren't working, or, but we're having more people diagnosed, which means that people are getting sicker at a higher rate of speed. And there's a variety of reasons for that. One of the biggest reasons is we're ignoring prevention. How do we prevent cancer? Well, one thing would be to do what they're doing in Europe and have mammograms half as often and not start until we're 50 years old. That would be one thing because they, just by doing that, have reduced the odds from 30% increase in uh, breast cancer, in risk for breast cancer through 30 mammograms from the age of 40 to 70 to just 10 mammograms from the age of 50 to 70. And so now we go from 30 to 10, which is good except that there are better ways to figure this out. Thermography is something everybody should look into. I personally believe that that is actually a better option and more reliable. And guess what? It doesn't cause cancer. That's pretty awesome. But we have all this money in the system, you know, and, and it's, there's a lot of money in mammography, a lot of money in mammography. 
And uh, so it's we don't want to take that away. So in America, even though the, the evidence is overwhelming that we're doing too many, instead we're raising more money to convince more women to get more mammograms. And because I'm not your doctor, I can't tell you not to. I don't want anybody to throw me in jail. But I will tell you this. You should research that before you decide that that's the best approach. And at least research what they're doing in Europe, which makes a whole lot more sense to me. So now I've talked about all this stuff. I've talked about autoimmune disease and I've talked about cancer and I've talked about fear. Fear breeds disease anyway. And diagnosis, you get diagnosed with these scary, scary things and it's like Halloween every day. We're, we're scared. We're scared to death about dying and potentially dying a horrible death or scared to death about living a horrible quality of life. And that's no way to live. And so what do we do? Well, then we, we must prevent. We must prevent and we must look at alternatives that aren't so scary. Because I can tell you this. There are a lot of things that you can do short of drugs and surgery that kind of the worst case scenario is they don't help. But the best case scenario is you get to feeling better. Whereas the worst case scenario with drugs and surgery is that you can have side effects that are worse than the disease itself. And in the case of surgery, you can't go back. And so what do we do to prevent these things from happening? Well, there's a couple of things. I talked twice now on today's show about enjoying nature, getting out there, putting your feet in the dirt. And I'm literally meaning putting your feet in the dirt, connecting with nature, looking at the moon, enjoying the stars, taking a moment like I did this morning to enjoy the beauty of the clouds and that beautiful pink hue. You know, we've had these fires and there's there's. Uh, I mean, I was in, uh, where was I? Span, not Spanish Fork. That's where the fire, fire is, the Pole Creek fire. Um, Springville. Sorry, I was in Springville with my little ones. And I could see the smoke rolling over the mountain. And it was like ominous and beautiful all at once. And all the smoke that's in the air has made for some really uh, unhappy air to breathe for a lot of people, particularly asthmatic, asthmatic people. And so you have that unhappy, you know, part of nature. I don't know if you've seen the satellite pictures of what's happening with the uh, hurricane on the East Coast, but it's just mind-blowing. And it's also kind of scary, but it's also beautiful. And the interesting thing is, in life, we're always given these options of how to I mean, what, things are thrown at us, let's put it that way, and we have an option as to how we take it and how we decide to receive what's thrown at us. And today, I'm pretty sure that those beautiful clouds I saw had something to do with the fires that are destroying thousands and thousands of acres and potentially threatening homes. And it doesn't minimize that when I appreciate the beauty of what came along with it. And we always have that option of appreciating the beauty while also being cognizant of the problem. And with health, it's very much the same because sometimes we get an illness and it, 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 
wakes us up to something. It wakes us up to the beauty of life and that we want to live. It wakes us up to how amazing our children are or how wonderful our friends are or how beautiful nature is or whatever it is. And so there's always that kind of silver lining there, right, where we can have beauty in the face of tragedy. But we have to choose where to focus. And we always have to have hope. So let's talk about prevention for a few minutes, and then let's talk about things we can do that can give us hope. Prevention. When we're talking about autoimmunity, there are a few things we can do, a lot of things we can do. One is we now know, and it's the same World Health Organization that tells us that everybody's going to die of cancer because of the rates that (laughs) this is increasing. That's where we're headed, okay? I don't mean to laugh, but it's kind of scary funny, I guess. But the World Health Organization also told us that Roundup is cancerous, carcinogenic, and uh, Roundup is glyphosate, and glyphosate is sprayed on all these genetically modified crops. And 60% of breakfast cereal that has oats in it is, has, also has Roundup in it. You're, you're feeding yourself or your children Roundup for breakfast 60% of the time if you give them a cereal that has oats in it now. That's how prevalent this stuff is. It's, it's ubiquitous in our society. It's disgusting because that we also know is a xenoestrogen. And xenoestrogens fake the body out and think into thinking that we have estrogen in a place that it's supposed to be. So now the endocrine system gets confused and doesn't know what to do. And have you ever heard of estrogen-fed cancer? Well, estrogen-fed cancers are oftentimes breast cancer uterine cancer, ovarian cancer, prostate cancer. And these cancers that we're so scared of are in many cases being created by man because of the chemicals that we have allowed to be utilized in our society and now that we are willingly feeding ourselves through eating garbage food that comes from the, the mass food industry. And so it's time to start recognizing, like so many other people are out there, if you haven't joined us with this, that there's a reason why we should be paying attention to organic and non-genetically modified. Because it's not just about being a hipster or being alternative. It's about saving your life in many cases and the lives of your family. Because... Now we're making a choice as to what we put in our bodies in order to prevent disease because we're not eating garbage and we're not eating mass chemicals. So we need to avoid the xenoestrogens. We need to avoid Roundup. We should look up the Dirty Dozen, not the movie, which is kind of awesome, but the Dirty Dozen foods, the fruits and vegetables that have the most pesticides sprayed on them. We should, we should only buy organic of those. Uh, that is the, uh, uh, oh heavens, I just lost the name of it. Um, I'll, I'll come up with it, but there, if you Google dirty dozen fruits and vegetables, you'll find them fantastic organization online that, uh, has just amazing information for you on that. And then they also have what's called the clean 15. So if you're saying, well, Jared, I can't afford to eat like this. I get it. It's not cheap. 
I've got a lot of kids and I've been trying to feed them this way for a long time and it's expensive to do. But you can choose, you can start at least by eliminating the dirty dozen and only buying organic there. And then you can look at the clean 15, which are fruits and vegetables that require very little pesticide. And you can buy those uh, more standard uh, with uh, not grown organically because they're cheaper and they don't have a lot of that chemical stuff in them. So start there. That's a small thing that you can do. Join a CSA, a a community-sponsored agriculture group, where you can get fresh fruits and vegetables from your neighbors, I mean almost literally, uh, from local farms, and you can buy your your meat from them and you can buy your your fruits and vegetables from them. Look into CSAs. Google that. That's a beautiful thing. Go to the local farmer's market and find out how you can get regular uh, baskets of this stuff that you can feed your family. So there's some really smart things preventatively that way. But the other thing we have to do, and this is both preventative and can actually change things for your health if you're already compromised, is your gut. Look at your gut. Your gut is probably, if you are a typical American, uh, not in as good a shape as it once was. And the reason for that, the reasons for that are plenty, but most of them are antibiotics and chemical exposure and stress all of which most of us have dealt with a lot of. So if you're just waking up to some of this stuff right now because you are currently diagnosed with something or a friend or family member has been diagnosed with something, that's okay because now's the time to do something about it. But if you have not been diagnosed with anything and you're just saying, hey, I really don't want to deal with that stuff, then now is even a better time for you. And one of the things that I've found that is so completely revolutionary is a product called Just Thrive. It's a unique probiotic. Even medicine recommends and even prescribes probiotics. Modern medicine does because the, the value is so obvious. But this probiotic is very unique. It is what's called a spore probiotic, spore-based probiotic, and it gets into the system and it changes the environment in the gut and helps to restore what should have been there naturally in the first place. And then there's another product called Restore that is a mineral-based product that does similar things. I talked about the tight junctions before and how that compromise happens and how that eventually can make us sick with autoimmune disease. Well, if you tighten those up and you strengthen the gut, whether you're currently ill with one of those illnesses or you're just trying to prevent it, it's a really, really great idea to get on that right now and get the gut healthy again. Feed it what it needs to be fed. Avoid those chemicals in the food. Take spore-forming probiotics that will actually change the environment of the gut and reverse some of this damage that's been done because that's actually now been clinically proven that they can. They can do beautiful, beautiful things in in your gut. And if your gut is healthy, your body is healthier by a lot, leaps and bounds. And so that's the first thing I recommend, and it's very, very important. And I have seen so many people get such good results with that. And then jump on top of inflammation. I mean, just jump on top of it because 85% of what we're dying from in this country is an inflammatory disease one way or the other, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, uh, autoimmune disease, uh, neurological disorders like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. They're all inflammatory in nature. So get on top of inflammation. One great way to do that from food is to download the anti-inflammatory food pyramid. That's anti-inflammatory food pyramid by Dr. Weil. It's, it's a simple thing, but it's one of those this, not that kind of things. You look at the pyramid, 
and the four pages of information that come along with it. It's free. You just download it, and it's extremely valuable information, particularly considering what you pay for it, but it's awesome. And you download that, and you highlight the foods that are on that anti-inflammatory food pyramid that you love, that you really enjoy eating, and you eat more of those foods. You eat them in good from good quality sources, and the more of the anti-inflammatory foods you eat, the less room there is for inflammatory foods. It's really pretty simple, right? There's only so much you can put in your mouth, and the higher percentage of it is anti-inflammatory, the less inflammation you're creating for yourself. That's a big deal. Digestive enzymes are huge. If you're over 30 in this country and you're not experiencing the benefits of taking digestive enzymes, please join me. There's a product that uh, I am 100% biased about because I formulated it, but I love it. It's got a spore-forming probiotic and it's got digestive enzymes and it has anti-inflammatory herbs. And that combination is a game changer for so many people. I take it every day myself. It's called Back on Tract. And it's very, very unique because it helps to build the good guys in the gut. It takes so much extra burden off of the digestive system because it helps you to break down your food. It helps to create – it takes food and turn, helps you, your body turn it into nutrition for the body, which is what the very starting point of all this leaky gut stuff is in the first place. And I'll tell you, when I take enzymes, I feel better. When I don't, I feel worse. It's really pretty simple. But back on track is absolutely beautiful for that. So taking enzymes is a big deal. Um, Omega-3s, I talk about them so often, but I can't emphasize them enough. In fact, I ran it a few weeks ago about the ridiculous report that came out that somehow or another tried to disprove that omega-3 actually is beneficial for the body when we know that it's critical for the body, that your body requires it to function like it should, and it's the most powerful anti-inflammatory food and nutrient that we need. So we start with omega-3, and we do less things to create inflammation in our bodies. We digest our food better, which creates less inflammation and more nutrition for the body. And then, so important on top of that, and something that I'm starting to believe might just be something everybody would benefit from taking on a regular basis. In fact, I do believe everybody would take it, benefit from taking it on a regular basis is turmeric. Now, turmeric is out there and a lot of people know about it, but it's confusing because there's all these different forms. And I will tell you that there's one that I believe is head and shoulders above all the others, and it's called Curamed. And Curamed is a very unique form of turmeric from BCM95, and Curamed is beautiful because it has these fantastic clinically proven benefits when it comes to your health and the health of your heart, the health of your liver, the health of your stomach and intestinal tract, the prevention of disease. This is a beautiful product. So the Curamed, the Just Thrive, I'm an absolute believer in both, and I use both of them myself. The Back on Tract, which I use daily, is those are some good starting points if you're looking for supplementation. But don't forget the food. Don't forget that this whole mantra of you are what you eat is true. And a gentleman came into my shop, into Vitality Nutrition yesterday, and said something I had not heard before, which was awesome. And he said, well, what about this thing where they're saying you are what you eat, what they eat? And I had to think about that for a second, and then I recognized what he was talking about. He's talking about meat and dairy and eggs. You are what you eat, what they eat. So if you're buying factory-farmed beef and factory-farmed chicken, factory-farmed eggs, you are eating what they're fed. And what they're fed is garbage. 
I mean, do you realize that farmed fish, here's another one, farmed fish in many cases are now being fed cow parts? You ever see a cow swimming around in the ocean? That doesn't happen that often, right? Maybe during uh, the Noah's flood. But uh, aside from that, you're not seeing that. So we're doing things that are unnatural uh, in an effort to grow more food to feed the masses more garbage. So factory farmed food is bad. If you're going to just start with organic in, in t- two places, start with dairy and meat or get rid of dairy altogether, which in most cases is better anyway. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you with is hope. It's so important to recognize that just because the World Health Organization says that four more million people this year will have cancer or be diagnosed with cancer than were just six years ago, and 1.4 more p- million more people will die, does not mean you or your loved ones have to be one of those people, one of those statistics. You have hope because you have control over what you put in your body. And you have control over how you look at it and how you feel about it. And if you don't, if you give up to these diagnoses of life sentences of disease, then you are giving up. Don't let that happen to you. Fight the fight. Win your health back. It can be done. If you have questions, give us a call at Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662, even if it's just for a pep talk. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate uh, the time that you give me on Saturday morning. Enjoy this beautiful, beautiful day. Get out there with someone you love and enjoy it. And uh, always keep that smile on your face. Thank you for listening to me. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair, produced by elizabeth joy windham with very limited help from jared our awesome music is by brian bob young Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.